Welcome to episode number 264, God's Grace. This is the Rotated Views Podcast with Jimmy Lee and the crew, giving you life from various perspectives. Welcome to our level. We hope you enjoy the views. Brought to you by the Blessed Lifestyle brand. Visit bl3ssed.com to get blessed. Also sponsored by The Motivation Files Unleashed. This motivational mixtape will be your fuel for success. Available on all platforms. All right, you are now tuned in to the Rotated Views Podcast. I am your host, Jimmy Lee Velez. I'm here with Heck, Gabe, Goose, and Bucci. God's grace. In this episode, we have special guest, Bucci Colon. We cover topics that range from songwriting, church, family, ministry, COVID-19, and much more. We wrap the episode up with quotes from Rick Warren and Joyce Meyer. Guys, if you're new, thank you for joining us. Don't forget to download and subscribe and drop a new episode every Tuesday morning for your listening pleasure. Kicking things off. Bucci, thank you for joining us, man. Really, thank you for having me, man. It's um, definitely a pleasure and honor to be here with you guys and with Gabe or Hector with, with Miguel or everybody that's on here. I'm honored. Awesome, 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 awesome. Nice. All right, so listen, we're going to jump right into it. Uh, mm-hmm. So um, Bucci's um, our cousin, and uh, we we know that he has his uh, his ministry going. This this is like a long time coming. I'm not sure why it took us this long to get you on the podcast, but <laughs> here we are. Um, yes. <laughs> I'm just going to believe in God's timing, and that's all. <laughs> but um, anyway, with that being said, for those of us who do not know who you are and what you do, let us know. Well, um, first of all, I'm a, a son of God. I'm a husband. I'm a father. I'm a son. I'm a friend. I'm a worship leader, songwriter, and now just recently a, a lead pastor. At um, we just started a church here, which is um, long time coming, and but it's a whole new journey, a whole new venture, and but uh, we're excited, man. We're excited and and just moving into different things that the Lord has has uh, in store for us. So that's where we're at, man. In a nutshell. <laughs> I love it. I love it. 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 All right. So explain to us how you got started in ministry. Um, Did you grow up in it? Did you uh, go off on your own and discover it yourself? Were you influenced by someone? For the folks that don't know you, explain that process. Yeah, well, it all first started with just the love for music. I mean, I grew up around music, uh, loving music, and not just music itself, but actually uh, performing it, you know, my uh, my uh, family from my father's side are all musicians, uh, local musicians. But that's kind of where where the love for music began, and and I began to go to church and um, and began to just uh, use my gifts at church. Began to study, and and little by little, that's how it all. Um, I always say that the passion for music and the passion for the Lord kind of combined, and that's really what what this journey's been like um, the last. 25 years, I hate to say that many years, I can't believe it's that many years, but it just means I'm old, man, but but we're, we've been enjoying every moment of it, and um, and just going from from uh, learning experiences, uh, I think that the songwriting part, well, we'll get to that later, but all that just kind of, it, it's almost like one step at a time, the Lord began to just put things in front of us to, to just um, fulfill purpose, fulfill what he asked for us, and so musically, that's where it all started, the church and at home. Basically, I love it. So, <clears throat> explain what your journey was like with the songwriting, right? That's always fascinating to me because um, some people are really good singers and they can sing their little hearts out. Um, some people are really good musicians; they can, you know, play whatever instrument it is, um, and they're really extremely good at it. Um, but then that you have it's like the trifectas. You can you as a songwriter. That's a whole other beast. So, like, explain how you go from basically doing like a cover band type thing where you're just singing songs that are already written for you, and you're, you know, and this whether it's the music and the lyrics to going off and creating on your own. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I started writing music first, uh, doing arrangements and producing. It was the first thing I started. Um, Ten years later, I started my first album was released in 1996. In 2006 was when I first wrote my first song, believe it or not. Um, and and you hit you hit a key point because it's easy. I mean, I think it's easy or easier 
to just sing someone else's songs. Now everybody's singing covers and, and it's cool, but you don't have an identity. You don't have um, something that's really being birthed. Uh, musically is cool, but not everybody, how many actual people listen to instrumental music or jazz or, but as a, as a singer, you want to, um, you want to do uh, original stuff and not begin to sing and not even necessarily only covers because there were songs that were actually given to me and say, Hey man, I got this great song. I've never, I wrote it. I never recorded it. It's yours to record, but it's not really mine, but wow. no one else recorded it before. Gotcha. But songwriting, it, it's, it's a whole different ballgame. And that's really, um, just a, a side note on the music business. That's really where you can really become, um, uh, really make money, you know, talking music, you know, financially, um, because, yeah. uh, or obviously the shows and whatever, depending on what industry you're on, but songwriting, it's, there's this thing called, and you probably know it's called mechanical license. Um, when you sign a record deal and you sign for publishing and as an artist, you don't get a dime as an artist, as a musician, as a singer until the label or the producer recoups every dollar. Hmm. But when you write a song, it, you automatically get a mechanical royalty, means that the first CD or normal CDs or the first download or whatever is sold, you automatically get paid from the beginning. And so there's laws wow. in America, thank mm. the Lord, um, that, that protects the songwriter. That, that's a creative process. Oh, wow. just, you're not just getting the song and just singing it. Like you said, it's, it's, it's cool to sing someone's song, and, but when you actually create that, and, in the, and what I do is not just singing a song, it's actually something that really the Lord puts in, 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 our, in my heart, or, or there's a song that I want to sing to the Lord. Um, and so it comes from the, it, it flows from my, from my heart, from my spirit. When I sit down and begin to play the piano or the guitar and start writing, it's something that I want to say. Like the Psalms, like David in the Bible, those, that's what those, those were songs. Those were, were prayers. Uh, those were Psalms are prayers unto the Lord in song. And so when you do that, it takes a whole different, um, a whole different turn for your, for your ministry, for your career, whatever, wherever you're at musically. Um, and I think that it's, um, it's to even consider living from this, whether it's ministry or, 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 or the regular music business, you have to write, you have to write. Otherwise you're just going to be depending on other people to give you hit songs or depending on the people to, and then you got to, yeah, and you won't make a you won't make a diamond for the most most uh, records that are released. You never see a royalty. The only ones that ever saw royalties were probably Michael Jackson because he sold so many records in one shot that they had to pay him. But the average artist, <laughs> the average artist, don't make don't sell enough records for the label to say, okay, I spent half a million dollars on this record and we made nine hundred thousand. So let me give you the cup from the four hundred thousand. Mm. No, it never it never happened. Rarely that happens, so unless you're again Michael or the Beatles or whatever. So, so explain a little bit. I mean, you alluded to it already. Your process, your creative process. So, when you say so, you know, uh, when you say God put something in your heart, is it when you know any situation in life that happens to you, something interacting with your wife or your kids or your, you know, your career? So. But then do you just drop everything and then pick up a guitar or run to the piano? Explain how that process works. Do you have to be in a in, in that feeling or can you force yourself to sit down and like, all right, I have two hours to myself. I should, you know, see if I can come up with something. Explain what works for you, what doesn't work for you. <laughs> yeah, that, those are different, different. Uh, it's happened in different ways. I remember a particular song, which is one of one of my favorite songs that I've, that I've written out of the um, it was after coming from actually from a cruise um, and I was kind of uh, just getting home and kind of getting back to uh, next week. I was going back to work and I had, I, I was serving at a church in, Kiss in Kissimmee at the time. And I was like, man, there's a lot to do this week. There's a lot going on. This, And I remember saying, Lord, well, you know what? Just have your way, have your way. You're, 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 you're my father. You're my Abba father. You're the Alpha and the Omega. And I just began to just pull the guitar and, and I just started um, uh, uh, you're the Alpha and Omega, beginning and the end, which is scripture. Uh, you reign in victory, oh Lord, and I glorify your name. That was just, have your way in me. <clears throat> Excuse me. Lord, have your way in me. Just saying, Lord, whatever you want to do, I'm yours. And just, just lead me. And my wife said, what song is that? I'm like, 
It's not a song. He said, you better record it. So I pulled the phone and got the <laughs> voice memo. And uh, and that was actually, uh, that was like seven years ago, that particular song. I did it slow, and I just recently did it in salsa, but in Spanish. When I was actually in the hospital with COVID that Friday, well, I was in the hospital from Monday, Wednesday, excuse me, Wednesday to Monday, that Friday, that song was scheduled to come out. The Spanish salsa version, wow. eight, eight years <laughs> later. And basically wow. saying, have your, have your way, hasta voluntad en mí. And so... Um, that's sometimes that happens. There's another song that, that I wrote called Vivo Enamorado. Um, and it was at a time when I was feeling like, like rejection. And one of the things, and, mm. and just to throw this in here for a minute, if yeah. one thing I know everybody wants in life is to be loved and be affirmed. No one yeah. wants to be rejected. Not, not even Jesus. Mm-hmm. The Bible says that he wept when he entered Jerusalem and he was being rejected because the pe- his people did not receive him. So he wept. So no one... I, I don't care what anybody says. No one likes to be rejected. Now, can mm-hmm. we endure it? Can we walk through it and say, all right, God, give me the strength? Absolutely. But no one enjoys that. So there was a song. I, I don't know what it was. But I just, uh, this moment that I felt like that. And so I started, there was another song I wrote called, um, Vivo Enamorado. Vivo Enamorado de ti, Señor. De tu amor incomparable. Of your love, inco- um, un- uncompared love. Uh, cuando todos me rechazaron, when all rejected me. Todos me rechazaron. Estuviste ahí. You were there. A mi lado. Next to my side. You know. And so there's been moments like that. There's just different. Um, and that's also a salsa I recorded. Actually, I only done that with salsa and Spanish. Um, so different songs like that. And they're just wor- worship songs. And I would, I don't consider myself like a poetic songwriter where I can just, there's folks that I know that friends of mine that I that just look at, at you know, at a head, at your hat, your hat, and say, you know, and just start, you know, singing, making a write a song about that hat. Yeah, For me, yeah, it's yeah. more, it's more, um, just songs that I write unto the Lord and songs on on where where I'm at, in in my walk, and so that's kind of my songwriting. So, <clears throat> one thing that obviously I failed to 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 mention, but obviously you're you're saying it now is, um, you record in both English and in Spanish. So, what does that look like? How do you choose? which song you want where now there's a difference also between just making an English album and then doing the same album and just basically recording it in Spanish. Obviously you got to arrange some things there because the words are different. Um, or had it, like you just said, you recorded a song just in Spanish. How do you decide that? Um, so if I write a song in Spanish, I will, um, I will never do it in English. If I write it oh, in wow. English, I do it in Spanish. If I turn it from Spanish to English, it loses it loses value. No, mm-hmm. no. When when if I if I if I write a song in English and I turn it into Spanish, it, it takes more of a it, it's more yeah uh, an elaborate expression more rich. Yes, yes, yeah. it's more rich. But I'll never do it the other way around because if you take it from That's Spanish, fascinating. To English, yeah, because the English language and not to I mean you know obviously that's our first language we. Uh, but English is not, it's just, it's no one's language. It's just, it's yeah. not as, as rich as Spanish or Portuguese or some of these, or even the Hebrew language or some of these. And so if I take a Spanish, that, a song that's, uh, that's um, English and turn it into Spanish, uh, Spanish and turn it into English, it just doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't fly. It doesn't work out I tr- so well. I tried, I tried it, I tried it. So. Well, now, when, you cha- when you change it from Spanish to English, yeah. Uh, however you put it, are you changing the type of music it is? Are you changing it like, say, it could be salsa or it could be just a regular jazz style? Like, what, do you change it to the t- style of music? It, it could be. I've done both. I've done a, a song from English to Spanish and um, and kept and made a salsa of it from English to Spanish, just just a worship song. Because English is like, you, you, for example, Have Your Way. So that song I did do it in English first and went, and went into Spanish. So... And it's El Fayome, um, as to, and in Spanish it's as tu voluntad, Dios as tu voluntad. It just, t- it sounds more, if I, if I would have went from there to Spanish, to English, it's like, it, it, I don't know. I've tried it and I <laughs> never used it. It just doesn't work. Mm. It doesn't work. Well, like, the, the language is such a, like, a, it's an appealing, like, it just, it's, I don't know, it's, it just sounds appealing to listen to just the Spanish language itself. 
But my favorite thing yeah. that you do is when you do do salsa music and you sing in English, that's a whole, like, it's different. So now, now understanding that you said it's like, it's harder to do in English, it gives me even more. Because, like, dude, my favorite thing that you do is the salsa, Spanish music. That's our blood. But then you do it in yeah. English. Like, it, they're like, anyone can listen to. And it's like, yeah. you're putting our culture in the English language. And it's super dope. Like, that's, like, my favorite thing that you, you transition. And it's, like, so, so awesome. Yeah, yeah, that's that's been awesome because I've I've noticed that people just I, I've always you know we were born and raised here even though our culture is from Puerto mm -hmm. Rico our parents our grandparents so but I've always wanted to reach the masses my my heart has always reached I mean if I can I, I one day want to do a song at least one song in Portuguese I've I've I like yeah. this, I'm just a nation guy so yes. um so I I've always wanted to just get out of it just the Spanish you know even the church we we just started it's English. Is our hearts is multicultural. That means that we can get an Afro uh, Afro Americano, we can get a Moreno Blanco, a Chino, uh, a Hapo, wherever. We'll meet in in English, and obviously the gospel. We meet at the cross in English, and so we can get reach more people by doing in Spanish. It's just one. It's yes. one people. Yeah. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Yeah. So, um, but I, I've gotten criticized for that quite a bit from the Spanish, which is okay. From the Spanish, oh, que la salsa, the salsa should not be in English. Oh, and, I, yeah. and I said it politely, you know, diplomatically. I said, well, it's not for you. You like it in Spanish. You enjoy it in Spanish. It's for the Anglo. And so they've enjoyed it. And I've, and that has kept me, you know, when I was, on, you know, when I was doing, you know, touring the road, that kept me um, uh, a lot more busier. Yep. So, so 1996, can, can you just put us in? the 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 seat the driver's seat of a what were you 17 i mean you're a you're a teenager aren't you no i was when i signed the record deal i was 17 it was 1994 when i signed but okay. i didn't i didn't actually go to record until 95 and then the album didn't come out until 96 so it actually took two years my mom had to sign for me because i wasn't underage i was only 17 oh wow oh my so, goodness so, that's crazy <laughs> So I was a little kid when all that happened. Yeah, um, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not I mean not that much uh, younger, but young enough to not understand what. I remember just my dad and mom being extremely happy, and they would they talked to everybody about it that their nephew got a record. I just remember that, but I don't. What, how did that even come about? Well, okay, so when when I was um. You know, in church, I did a a, 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 a two-song demo. It was two songs, uh, Fui La Razón and El Te Ayudará were the songs that we did. And at that time, you know, obviously it was before the internet. It was before everything. Now, these guys from over, overnight, the superstars through YouTube and Instagram. I had, we had none of that. Mm. We recorded, no. I recorded a, a two-song demo. And some of them, my favorite artists had record labels, which was Orquesta Saris. It was a, one, at that time was one of the hottest. Uh, uh, Christian salsa band and Rene Gonzalez, which was and still is like Puerto Rico's top or Latin America's top Christian Spanish singer. So I looked on the back of the CD or the cassette actually, and it had the label. So I sent them. It was the label was called Christian Music Productions, something, something like that. I sent them the two songs to Puerto Rico. I never got a response from them, but I got one from Sadie's label, which was Penbell. Penbell. They loved it. They called me and like, hey, we'd like to talk to you. And and for me, it was like, I didn't think when they called me, remember, there's no cell phone. So I'm getting yeah. a phone call at home. You know, <laughs> 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 house, you know long cord. So, yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> so I got that call and I never forget. I went and, and, and we I went and met them and they gave me the contract. And honestly, man, I, I just I just knew I wanted I love music. And I wanted to do something for the Lord. I knew what I wanted to do. I knew, but I didn't know what I was getting into. And I had no clue. We just signed our contract. Obviously, you know, your dear has knows nothing about law and knows nothing about anything. <laughs> and I was 17. So I, yeah. I signed myself into probably the most, you know, one-sided contract, like every other artist. Mm. So when they start, no one can tell me that they went out and got this high-end attorney and they went page to page. No, it doesn't happen. You just want to record. You ain't got no money. You're broke. You live in the hood in Trenton, New Jersey. You have no finances to start anything. You, you, you know, you want to do this. And I know the Lord was leading me, um, even at a, at an at an early age. 
So we went ahead and we and I told mom like I don't know about this one. Let's try it. I want to. I want to. This is what I want to do. I knew yeah. this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. It was uh It's been a long journey, but uh, man, God's been faithful. And so we signed. We signed, and that's when we everything started. Then we did. We did a two song. That those two songs were released in 1995 in like what they called back then a collaboration. Those the four artists that were on that label. Two songs. I don't remember. I, I remember that. I remember that. I remember that cassette. Oh, yeah. oh, it was like maroon. It had the four pictures of all all the other yeah. singers and stuff. <laughs> it was ugly. It was ugly, man. But it, it, it got it got um it got people liked the, the, the you know the song. And I remember the 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 record um producer Manny Pena. He said, "Man, I'm I'm getting a lot of people love those songs, and let's go ahead and and you got any songs? Let's go ahead and start working on on the record." And I was like. He said, where do you want to record it? Do you know? And I was like, man, everybody's dream is like, if you're doing R&B music, um, you know, you, you'd want to go to Detroit or Philly or L.A. if you're doing R&B. Um, if you do salsa, you want to do you want to go to Puerto Rico or you want to do it in New York. Um, so I said, man, I'd love to do it in Puerto Rico. That's like the mecca of, of salsa music. Yeah. So that dream came true for me. And, and, um, and that's where we did it. We recorded it. So I went to oh, Puerto wow. Rico and I spent, I spent, you know, a month over there. And man, that's like a kid in the candy store. I mean, you think I was, oh, yeah. I, I was 18 at the time. I was 18. Yeah. I was 18 going on 19. And, um, yeah, so that's when we recorded it. And, and I came out in, in, um, 96, 96. Wow. So 25 years, fast forward, how many, um, since that first album, to now, how many albums do you have? Um, and explain whether they're English or Spanish. Um, I think we have. I think I have like 12, 12 records that we've done. Um, two English, so three English, four English. Sorry, two English salsa, and then two English like gospel worship. Um, and then okay. I, yeah, I think it's like, four. and then that's not including like like collaborations or features with other other artists and stuff like that um and then the last year we've just done a bunch of singles because that's not you know everything is, is this everything's different now the industry yeah. completely everything youtube everything is spotify streaming it's, it's not what it used to be so um so yeah so we just recorded basically uh eight nine songs when the pandemic hit which we're actually going to release the record um probably probably early next year of all those songs we did so yeah, I think I would say about 14, 14 records that are on iTunes, not including the ones that there was two that are discontinued. That first album is still not on iTunes because the company closed and them they're not it's not on there. So on uh, iTunes, I think I have about thirteen records, but I think I have we have probably seven, fourteen records, seven, fifteen, something like that. And there's a couple that are not on iTunes on on digital yet. So old style. <laughs> wow that's quite a catalog yeah you know what's like your your favorite style of music because you you're you're like super diverse what's like your favorite like what do you like to write what do you like to like kind of produce or what do you like to sing like what's your favorite and that's kind of hard that's really hard now it used to be uh, you know salsa was the, the you know was the old time but i think now even the stuff that we've done now it's, it's it's more of like a salsa slash fusion slash gospel, so it's kind of evolved. And like everything, every, the salsa that we do even five years ago is not the one they did in the seventies. It's just everything evolves. Um, some music evolves for the better and some for the worse, but it still evolves. <laughs> so we, I think that it's I, I would have to say, um, you know, anything that kind of has the Latin jazz gospel feel is my favorite. Anything that has you know, feeling and flavor and, and just, and it's hard because I love R&B, I love jazz, I love Latin. They all have their, their relation, they're all connected in one way or the other, you know, so, but growing up in where we grew up, we were, you know, Jersey, close to Philly, New York, and the, the, the influences are, and of course our culture from Puerto Rico, so you get all that and you mix it up and you just get a whole new, and people like say, what is that you're seeing? I mean, not, it's salsa, but it's not salsa. But it's worship because you're singing to the Lord. But then I hear drums and and I hear these keyboards and like I can't even call it salsa anymore. Yeah, I can't call it salsa. Just call it Latin, Latin gospel worship. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's awesome. Wow. So, so let's let's switch things up a little bit. We can come back to uh, music and things, but talk about getting into because we're all utilized in our own special way, um, you know, with the gifts God given us. Right? You have now you've taken it to the next level and um, started your own ministry, and you're a pastor. So, explain what the decisions were in there. And I know you were on staff for many churches, so I know you clearly have the experience and the know-how. Um, but how did you venture off to your, on your own? Well, after serving, serving in, in, in several uh, churches for the last, yeah, a little over a decade as a worship pastor, that word or that, that I would say that that calling of a pastor kind of began during that time. So then you look at the word pastor is a shepherd. Uh, Our job, if you're a pastor, whether you're the lead pastor or you're an associate pastor, my job is to to care for the people, to love them, to feed them, to guide them. And so that's 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 my job as a pastor. It's not that it's not to control them, it's not to manipulate, it's to love them, to 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 take care of them, and to lead them and make sure they don't stray away. And so that that word, when I look at it, when I look the word worship pastor, it's my main thing was worship God and, te- and teach my team and the church to get them to a place to worship God. Jesus said in, in scripture, he said that as I, as I am lifted up, men will be drawn. So what he's saying is, oh, your job, my job was to lift him up, lift up the name of Jesus, magnify his name. And then when that's done, something people will be drawn to his presence. There's something about his tangible presence. Um, I often say, and we know the scripture says that he is omnipresent. He is everywhere. But he does not manifest his glory only where he is invited. So we know he can. The God that we serve is not what what we're seeing now in government and all this craziness. He does not. The Bible does not say we control people. There's don't, the Bible only talks about controlling one one person, controlling yourself. He you use self control. Well, my job is not to control you, you, me, or you're not even. No, our job is to love and to and to and so. When we when we look at when we look at that, um, ultimately what we're trying to do is lead people to a place of worship and, and walk them through, hey man, this is this is the way. This is this is where you're gonna find uh, fulfillment. This is where you're gonna find purpose. This is where you're gonna this is where you're gonna walk in your complete fullness in what God has created you to be. Like you said, gifts. We everyone has gifts, everyone has calling, everyone has a purpose. Anyone says, Oh, I don't sing, I don't do that. You don't have to sing. You have the gift. God has put that in you. You just have to discover it, and once you discover it, you use it for His glory. Use it to, to give 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 glory to Him and to bless people. People, people. There's us. I always say there's there's somebody waiting on the other side of your obedience. You know, when you say yes to God, when you say what well, even what you're doing, I watch you. I, I, this is one thing about social media. Everybody is watching. Everybody mm-hmm. don't comment, but people watch. I watch. I'm watching what you're doing. I'm watching what Mikey's doing. I, you guys are all. You guys are operating. You guys, your business. You're leading your families. You're you're being an impact in your city, in your community. Everything that your people are watching, and so when you walk in that, man, it's it's no better joy. And so God wants everyone. If you're listening today, God wants you to walk in what He has for you. Well, I don't know how. Well, you begin to pray. Ask God, what do you have for me? Wait, you want me to go to school? You want me to start a business? You want me to what it is? There is purpose. You're not just. You're definitely not a mistake. You're not a mistake. It doesn't matter what they told you. You're not just an accident. You have purpose. And so you have to discover that. And so for me, you know, at an early age, I knew what I wanted to do. It's been a constant, it's been a year, a a, a lifetime rather, a lifetime in the making. But I knew what I wanted to do. I didn't know how. Didn't know Mm -hmm. the how, but I knew the what. And so... Um, and I don't know how I got into this rabbit trail. I'm sorry for that. But uh, the, 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 the thing is that pastoring, worship pastor, uh, I, I just began to, to walk in that, began to serve in what God had for me. And, and I began to discover that. I began to discover that. I began to, to say, man, I love God. I love God's people. People are not perfect. That's okay. But that's what we're here. We walk this thing together. And, and to lead them in music and worship and all these things. So, I hope I answered the question. I kind of probably went around a couple times, but uh, <laughs> that's how I discovered. That's how I discovered. And I guess by accident, I backed into this. I backed into this. I say that because a lot of times 
people, they start at the church and then they want to launch out to start the record business. I did it backwards. I, I didn't mean to do it. That's just how I did it. I started recording and traveling and then God put a big stop, a pause, and they say, okay, I want, I want you to serve the local church. I want you to serve my people. I want you to stop the record, stop the traveling, stop the trying to do whatever you're trying to do and, and serve the house of God. And that's what I've done the last 12 years. And so some people use the church for a platform to launch out their careers. You know, I had already did that. So I wasn't trying to get anything from the church. I was just saying, okay, God, this is what you want. Then I'm going to walk in this. And so that's how I, I ended up there. And basically, um, obedience, man, obedience. You know, obeying got what what the Lord wanted me to do. So, I love that. I love um, the role of the pastor, and you said it so beautifully. How you explained uh, what it should be, and we all know, you know, in, in any business or um, any product or service, there's always someone out there uh, with wrong intentions, and they're you know misleading mm -hmm. people. So I, I noticed I was kind of going through a lot of your your social media, and I noticed a shirt. Uh, that you wore uh, on multiple occasions mm -hmm. and posted. And I, I thought it was, it was fantastic. The shirt says lead worship like lives depend on it. So explain that shirt. So when we when you serve the local church, when you serve, uh, when you lead worship anywhere, as I said, I probably got ahead of myself. As you lift them up, men will be drawn. So when you lift them up, I'm leading worship. First, what I'm doing is I'm worshiping the Lord. I'm exalting him. And I'm, and I'm, and I'm trying to usher the people that place and now the unique thing about a worship leader is that you cannot take people where you've never been and so well, yeah. what does that mean so I, I can't show you where uh miguel's barbershop is if, if i don't know where it is that i can only take you where i've been and so and when i say where i've been it is an intimacy with god in, in those moments of worship in, in communion in relationship not religion i want to point that out not religion Religion doesn't do anything for you. Relationship with the Father, relationship with Jesus. And so my job is to to to, to sing unto the Lord and, and get people to a place of forgetting their problems, forgetting their their challenges, forgetting all that, and just saying He is worthy. He is He is He is God. He is the King of Kings. He is the Lord of Lords. Regardless what everything looks like, whatever, regardless what the world world is is falling apart right now, He is still on the throne. And so that's my job as a worship leader to get into that place. Of 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 um, of recognizing his goodness and his faithfulness, and we do it through song. We do it through song. So, what's your favorite uh, word to prepare? Right. So, when you're, um, or how does it come about for you? Is there a specific kind of lineage that you're following, um, or is it just something that resonates with you for that upcoming week? H how do you develop that? Well, when you work at it, when you serve, when you're on staff at a church, your job is to follow what the pastor is doing, what he's, what he's, if he's pre preaching on, on doing a certain series on faith or, or love, then you want to, as a worship leader, you want to pick songs that are going to uh, support what he's doing. Because ultimately the pastor is what, what's, what's the vision of the church for, for the community, for the church, for that. And so as a, as a staff person, that's where, um, that's our job to, to submit to that. So if I'm, if I'm working at a church and the pastor's preaching on love, then uh, I'm trying to find songs that, that, that will speak about the love of God, the love of Jesus, and how much he loves you. And doesn't, you know, and so that's, that's on that, on that um, perspective. All right. So <clears throat> let's jump into the next category. Um, what is in your, in, in, in your own words to you, what is God's grace? God's grace is, is, well, God's grace is unmerited favor. Grace, when you look at the word grace, is, 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 not, is getting what you don't deserve. Mm. We don't deserve. We don't, and we have scripture in Ephesians. If, Ephesians says, actually, I, I put it out here. Ephesians 2, 8 says, For it is by grace you have been saved through faith, and it is, it is not from yourselves, but it is a, it is a gift from God. It is not by by your works, not not something that you can do. We get grace, God's grace, just because because He loves us. We don't deserve it, but that's the God that we serve. Grace is is getting what you don't deserve, and mercy is not getting what you deserve. And so, when I look at grace, is man, there's nothing you can do to to make God love you more or love you less. He just flat out loves you. 
and, and we got to walk in that. I, I, I want to say this for those that are listening. It's important that we live our life um, from, from, from acceptance and not for acceptance. When you look mm. at God's grace, when you look at how much he loves you, you're not trying to, God, love me more, love me, love me. No, no. He just loves you. You just got to walk in that. You got to receive it. And you got to lean in and say, man, he loves me. So I'm going to walk like the son of God. I'm going to walk like a child of God. You know, you are who God says you are. So we are chosen generation. We're royal priesthood. We're a peculiar people, man. We're, once we once we accept the Lord and we have a relationship, and I, and I want to say again, not religion. Not religion is important. Even our church is non-denomination because Jesus came to do away with religion. He came, he said, look, I am the way, I am the way. I am the truth, the life, and I am the, I'm the life, the truth, and, and the way, and no one comes to the Father unless you meet. me. So it's not religion, it's not this or that, it's by relationship. And so it's important that we, we, we just embrace that grace, man. That's grace. I love it, man. I love it. So, so talking about, <clears throat> you know, starting your own ministry, being a pastor, there's a lot that comes with leadership, right? Um, and in that leadership, we, for the last several episodes um, on our show, we, we've been talking about leadership um, and not only leadership at, at your job, your career, work, but at home. So talk, talk a little bit about that, about in your opinion, what's the job of the head of the household? Man, that's, that's, you said you hit it on the nose, man. It's a job. Being a husband and a father is not a title. Is not. I mean, it's not about a. It's about a job, man. It's not an easy task. But the Bible says that we are the priest of our home. What does that mean? The priest is a bridge. Is a bridge, man. We are the head of the household. And so, as we follow God, as we follow Jesus, then our wives follow us, our children follow us. But it, it's crucial. And it's vital that we are first following. When you look at Scripture, you see Paul talks about wives submitting to the husband but it, your wife can only submit to you if you're submitting to god mm. if you're not if you're submitting you're doing your own thing and you you can't expect her if you're not if you're not and if you don't know where you're going I, yeah. i'm not going to follow you if you don't know where you're going this yeah. is not this is not so it's important that we understand that that issue of of, of being the priest of our home and um and and because our kids are watching and uh and our and our they're watching, man, and our, and our wives are definitely, um, <laughs> definitely watching. <laughs> yeah, so so that leadership comes, um, comes at, at, at a very um, there, there's a lot of influence, right, that comes in that, and and mm -hmm. you have positively influenced your family. Um, obviously, you blessed your boys with you and your wife blessed your boys with talent, right? But mm -hmm. there's we all know people who have talent, but don't you know? Um, work at it and make it better mm. all all your boys are musicians or they serve in some caliber what i mean explain what that's like your whole family's involved what, what, what's that like yeah i mean that's a, definitely a, a blessing man it's a blessing to see that and to, to just um god has blessed us it, it has not been easy you know in the yeah. time we're living in everyone's going the opposite way and we're going against the current you know everybody's yeah. doing this okay well we're not doing that we're doing this this is what we're doing so um, but you said it. That every, a lot of people have talent, but not everyone has character. Talent can get you somewhere, but character—if your character is not right, you will not sustain you. So, they—that's been—that's all been by just walking, walking the walk, and allowing them to see. You know, kids will not only kids necessarily don't listen to what you say, but they'll do what you do. So they'll 100%. hear what you do. And so, not to say that I'm that I, you know, I'm, I've never missed it or I've made, made mistakes where, where, where we miss it sometimes, but. Man, of we course. get to that place where we're trying to lead the family in, in a godly way. And so they're all, um, even Gabe is super talented. They're all talented in their own ways. Um, they've worked hard at it. They've practiced. They, they're, um, they're actually, they're all in college. Well, they're taking a break now, but they've all done their college and music and they're going to continue. And so they're all doing, um, you know, enhancing that talent. So we've just done our very best, man, to keep them in the right track, bro. At times we have to kind of, you know, all right, this is the way we're going. And so it's not easy, but the Lord has given us the grace to, to and the favor to um, walk them through that. So, yeah. I love it. So <clears throat> are you being um, coached or mentored uh, in a sense with now you started your own 
officially started your own ministry? Is that, do you, do you reach out to somebody for, for guidance or um, some, some type of fellowship or is it kind of, you know, you're just kind of um, just going off your past and your, your, your experience? No, man, I have, I have several mentors. I think having mentors is an important thing. And I always look to mentors for when I look, when I, when you choose a mentor, someone that's been successful at what you want to do. Like, Yes. I'm not going to ask somebody to help me, to mentor me when they, they've done something and they failed. Whatever you've been successful, man. If I see you've been successful, I want you to walk me through that. How do you do this, man? Help me. And so I have several yes. mentors, especially now, because this is a whole new thing for me. I've never done this. Yes. I've never planted a church. So yes. And I've had mentors even as a worship leader. Because going from singing Latin music to leading a, 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 a worship ministry is completely different. So... I have many mentors. Just to answer your question, yeah. Yeah. So, <clears throat> so what's the process like? Are doors open? Um, did, did you or are you promoting it in, at some level? Like, where are you at in the process with it all? Yeah. So we started um, August first. We started meeting in the home. We met there yeah. for four weeks, and then um, an opportunity came for a building, and we're renting a building. And September fifth was our first gathering. We have not done the official launch, like launch, launch. Um, just because there's a lot of things that still have to be in place, but we started gathering, worshiping, and um, and and um, so we already are six weeks. Six, it's been six weeks already, and so it's been it's been crazy what the Lord's been doing, and just learning, man, and enjoying the uh, enjoying the, the the journey. You know, the Lord, uh, the, the Lord's been preparing me all my life for the work of my life. I think this is this is probably the most challenging in so many ways, so many ways. So, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. That's so cool, man. We're proud of you. Um, it's, it's just fun to watch. And yeah, and, and you said it, you're right. It's like, <clears throat> even if it is the calling, that doesn't make it easy, right? <laughs> oh, like, no, no, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so do you, where do you, where are you with the state of Christianity or the state of where we should be versus where we would like to be is, is there because the world that you know is obviously in my opinion just chaotic and there's a lot of confusion um is that are you guys finding people are coming together more because of that or is it just kind of separating um where, where are we at with everything yeah i think that that more than ever we're seeing we're seeing division we're seeing a lot of division within the church which is really which is really a, a, a tactic from the enemy because, you know, if you look at scripture, even in the beginning in the, in the, in the book of Acts, the second chapter is where you see the birth, the, the birthing of the church. And, and right there, when Jesus tells him to wait, 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 wait in, in, in um, to wait there. And um, he told them to wait because he was going to send the Holy Spirit. The important thing, the Holy Spirit did not come until they were in one accord, in unity. And and the Bible says that there's a blessing, there's a commanded blessing in unity. And that's the least thing we're seeing now. So it's we're we're in a crucial time. We're we're in a it's one of the things we're doing every Thursday is praying. We're really praying more than ever. More than wow. ever, the church needs to pray because we need to overcome. We cannot fight any other battle until we find fight this disunity battle we need to come to a place where you know and i'll say this whether you're vaccinated or not vaccinated whether you're black whether you're white whether we they have created this division where even in the church we're fragmented and it's heartbreaking and it's heartbreaking because we're not going to be effective we're not going to really be and, and do what what god really wants us to do until we get to that place of unity but but I declare the word of the Lord that no weapon formed against us will prosper. And the Bible says that the gates of hell will not prevail against the church of Jesus Christ. So we have a lot of work to do. That All that to say that we, we have a lot of work to do. And and so, man, it's, now it's the time. And we're alive for such a time as this, man. So, I love it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So <clears throat> earlier in the show, you uh, talked about Right now, you just said vaccinated, non-vaccinated. Earlier in the show, um, you 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 stated that you had you had uh, COVID. Explain <clears throat> how your faith helped you get over 
um, get through that process, that challenging time. You were hospitalized. I mean, it was a serious, uh, it was a serious thing. So explain, because um, there, there was this, there was a self-help guy. I, I, I forget his, his name is, um, is, is floating away from me right now, but he was saying that he put together all these how to's for people to overcome adversity and how you can do that. And meanwhile, he was just like, my life was going pretty smooth. And then all of a sudden when he faced, he was facing um, a, a difficulty in his marriage. And all of a sudden he had to actually apply everything he's been talking about. Mm-hmm. And he says that was the most difficult part. He's like, it's so easy to tell someone how to overcome th- uh, things. But then when you have to do it yourself, um, I followed the, my own advice, but, I then became sympathetic and had more compassion for my people because I had to go through it. So apply. So explain to us how you applied your faith through that process. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that was a, it was a, it was a tough time. It was a tough time. I was in the hospital for six, six days and I got to the point as a believer, as a believer, you need to understand that this is not our last, this is not our final destination. My last breath here on earth is my first breath in eternity. So to be honest with you, when Friday came, because I got there, I got there Wednesday, Friday, I was at the point of saying, okay, I, I get, okay, where, whether I'm going to be healed here or I'm healed in heaven, I know you're going to heal me. So whatever, wow. that's when I said, God, all right, have your way. That's when that song was really, really became, you know, uh, really super strong and powerful because I said, all right, God, you're the Alpha and the Omega. You're the beginning and the end. You're the creator of all things. I am your son. I am in your hand. Whatever you want to do, I'm okay with it. And, and so at that moment, and then the next day was when I saw break, when I felt breakthrough. The next day was when, when, so, you know, I was in prayer the entire time. I was in the word the entire time and worshiping the Lord and FaceTiming my wife and they were praying. And, and it was just one of those things where that's why it's important that, that we stay together. This, this issue of being isolated, it's not healthy. It's not, the Bible says that do not forsake the gathering of the saints. You know, it's not to say that we're only strong when we go to church, but we are strong when we come together, when we sing together, when we, and so it was important that the church was praying. My wife, she asked if if she can put a post on Facebook, she did, and there were people praying from all over the world, all over Latin America, all over, and I felt the prayers, and I, and they came to a point that I just had to put the phone down because it was just too, too many people reaching in and I'm praying and, and people with good intentions. I was like, okay, I gotta, I gotta just, all right, Lord, whatever you want to do, I'm open to this. Is, and, and then there was a time that I even tried to sing in the hospital. And that's when I, I lost it because um, my voice was fine, but I had no air. And there's this song that is called Great Are You Lord. And, and it's, I sang it for, for a while, but now I'll never stop singing it because it says the chorus is, um, it's your breath in my lungs. So we pour out our praise. We pour out our praise, it's your breath. And so God gave me a revelation when I was singing that because I said, wow, Lord, me worshiping you and singing to you is giving back to you what you gave me. Wow. When you look at that word worship, you know, the Bible says this is, this is amazing. God just brought that in my, in my spirit because remember, God, the Bible says that he spoke things into existence. He spoke things, but he did not speak you, any of you guys, any of us into existence. The Bible says that he breathes his, the breath of life into us. Bro, I said, wow. Okay, so the fact that I feel, you know, I feel the presence of the Lord when I'm, when I'm saying that, because we don't realize that, but we're not just, we're not an accident, man. We're not just, ah, I'm just here. No, man, God created you. The Bible says he created you in his image, and you carry his DNA. You carry, we have his breath. And so when we worship God, when we sing to the Lord, it's your breath in my lungs, so we pour out our praise. We're giving back to him what he gave us. That's that wow. simple. It's deep, but yet simple. So why not give back to him what he gave us freely? Mm. And so when I said that, and then I began, then I was, when I was starting able to, and then I started feeling better. I just, but we were, it wasn't easy, man. It wasn't easy, but I just said, Lord, I just said, Lord, whatever you want to do, you have your way. And that Saturday morning, the doctor came in. I had my Bible open, open on the, and I was trying to eat, man. I couldn't eat. I couldn't yeah. eat because because the minute I would take my um the 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 um oxygen thing off, uh, I, I couldn't I couldn't keep it on long enough to eat real quick. I had to, well, that's that's hard. I don't have any enemies, bro. 
But if I had enemies, I wouldn't wish that on, on my enemy, bro. Yeah, that's awesome. Because I had never, I had never been in the hospital, never been, and for you not to breathe, I'm 44 years old. I'm, how can I not breathe on my own? I went home with a bunch of tanks, you know, and I'm in the hospital with a, but man, I said, all right, God, you are my Abba Father. You're my, you're my redeemer. You're my healer. And if you're going to, you're not going to heal me here, then you'll heal me in heaven. But then I knew that we were getting, we were, we were in Colorado. We were coming, that was in May. We were moving in July, and I knew that the enemy wanted to stop, but we wanted to stop the church. The enemy, if he took me out, there's no telling my wife and the kids would, I mean, they're all, they're all, we're all in this together, but the enemy wants to take you out of the purpose that God has created for you, whatever that is. Maybe not be a church, it could be, it could be something, whatever God has put in you, like I said earlier, you have purpose, and the enemy wants, the first thing he wants to do is get you from worshiping, because he was the, he was the number one worshiper in heaven when he was Lucifer. And he was casted out of heaven. He was he was fired out of heaven. And so you, when we worship God, we took his job. So you think he's not going to throw everything and anything to destroy you and to kill you and put you out of your purpose? Of course he is. That's why that's why he that's why he does what he does. And he he's relentless. He's relentless because he has lost his spot as worshiping as as, as a worshiper unto the Lord. And so we have that we have that privilege and. Many times that's the least thing we do. We don't even, we, we rather curse and then bless God. When something goes wrong, instead of, try it. If you're listening, try it. Instead of cursing, say, Father, thank you. Thank you, Lord. My tire broke, but maybe you saved me from, my, my tire blew out, but maybe you saved me from an accident down the street. And the tire can get fixed, but something could have happened. Something, instead of cursing, why don't you, why don't you try blessing God? And mm -hmm. one last thing, the Bible says that he inhabits the praises of his people. He does not inhabit the complaining. So when you praise him, you, that's like saying, it's like a detective. It's like when you praise him, that he, he responds. Okay, wait, there's my, there's my son in, in Bristol uh, worshiping, you know, giving me praise, giving me thanks. I'm going to respond to his need because he's putting me against his, over his problem. He's putting me against his situation. He's putting me over his sickness. And, and I'm going to respond because he's my son. He's my child. Bro. If if we are earthly people and we give our kids everything we get, how much more the Father in heaven? How much more the Father in heaven? So, man, it, it was not easy, but man, we overcame, and I'm glad that that, that God did what He did because I was open to whatever He wanted, man. I was open. We're here. We're here. I love it. I absolutely <laughs> love it. Um, all right. So, <clears throat> do you think? the pandemic changed church forever or will we at one point go back to how things were um you know at one point the whole thing it's so interesting with the word when you're saying gathering the whole there was like like a direct shot at the at the at the at the church people right it was like you can't meet there you can't you can't come together you can't and then you know because we all know it's doing it via zoom um <clears throat> or whatever the technology it's not the same right um mm -hmm. i mean you do what you have to do to bridge the situation right. and get to the other side of course but it's we gotta we gotta come to a point where don't you think that's temporary um don't you think we have to be with each other in person having those times of worship and fellowship together isn't that so so wouldn't we be isn't the goal to go back to that or or what do you think or is it like no is it a combination absolutely. no absolutely i think that this is a, a direct hit on 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 the church i mean look at some of the nothing against sports but look at some of these stadiums they're packed to the team bro packed to the team. there's number one there's money number one yeah. there's 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 stuff behind it walmart never closed home depot never closed so many different but it's a direct this is a spiritual war. this is a spiritual war and no if someone doesn't see it you gotta really Open your spiritual eyes and realize, and this is why. And the the only the, the the crazy thing is that America is the only place that have we have the Constitution that defend us. In any other country, if the, if the government says you're not having church, guess what? You're not having church because you know either it's dictatorship or or whatever. But we have that here, and so on. and I think that some of the pastors, you know, and no one knew what we were up against. I don't even think anybody really knew the agenda that was really behind at the time when it first happened in March of 2020. And so everybody kind of complied. But then after we, everybody started, I was, wait, um, this is, this is, and even till today, they're still trying, 
you know, you can't you can't meet in church, but look at the planes. You know, the, the flights are all packed. You know, but, but the truth of the matter is, is that it's an attack on it's a spiritual uh, attack on God's people, and of course that includes Israel. Um, that's another topic, but you know that we're tied to that. You know, um, and so it cannot. We, we we that's one of the things I said. I have not. We're not even live streaming yet because I said we have to gather in, in person. A lot of churches closed. A lot of churches are still doing Zoom, and a lot of people said, "I don't want them. I don't want to do no Zoom. I have had it. I'm over it. I don't want to. I don't want to sit in front of the screen again. You know, I want to be at a place where I can where I can see people. We can, we need that. We're wired for relationship. Man. We're yeah. wired to me. Hey, bro. You know, and that's okay. If you want to wear the mask, I'm, I'm cool with it. Whatever makes you feel social distancing, we do that. You want to take the temperatures, whatever you got to do. But we need to get out. It's very important and it's good for, for each other, man, and to be able to worship and sing the, to the Lord and, and just have community, you know, community. If, any, if anything, the, the enemy wants to do is isolate you so that you can just, you know, crumble and die. Man. So, so, it's so how do we win? How do we, how do we win? How do we win the spiritual warfare? Well, definitely by prayer, man. Prayer and 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 unity. Prayer and unity and, and gather, man. And even if it's not in a building, I mean, I think obviously in Florida we're, we're probably the only state that we can just kind of just do whatever we want, sort of, um, in the sense of gathering. We can just go out in a park and 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 you know. And I think Texas is very similar. But whatever it takes, if it's not in the building, go outside. I mean, it's a little challenging in in, in the north with the weather. But 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 um I, I think prayer and unity it's important that we that we unite and we pray and we um the Bible says carry carry one another's burden that we have to walk this thing together. And there's people that are weaker, there's people that need to lead. And if you look at scripture, there's always a leader for people. You know, there's sheep. People are they just don't know where to go. They don't know they need people like obviously you're a leader. They need people that are gonna say, Man, yo, this is the way to go, bro. Let's gather, let's Let's encourage one another. Let's 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 go forward, man. And and we gotta we gotta stand up in America. We have to stand up and speak up, man. We have you know if you read the book of Esther, it's a small book. I encourage you read that book and see how Esther stood up for for the Jews and stood up for God's people. And, and, and there's a reason why that book is there. So we have to pray. We have, but we have to also have to act. And when there's a burden in you, a lot of times it's burden. When a burden is something that you carry. When when there's a burden, that burden often launches you to do something. What mm. are we willing to do for our community? How do mm. we, whether it's being a politician or, or, or city official, there's nothing wrong with that. The church has withdrawn from all the positions, and we back up and we say, no, I'm not going to be a politician. Why not? Be, a, be, be the first politician with character, for crying out loud. Be a believer and say, I'm going to I'm going to follow God and I'm going to protect the people or lead the people, you know, with, with integrity and with character. Or I'm going to be a doctor. I'm going to be a lawyer or something. We want to be in, the, in our church. And then that's why we're in the position where we are now. We have no one advocating for us in, in the White House. I mean, there is, but not, not as many as it should be. We have no one in our no. How many Christian mayors do we have? How many Christian governors, um, you know, in the nation, you know? We have to be people of just real social justice, biblical social justice, and stand for what is right. And and you can read the book of Nehemiah, the same thing. He they they he asked how he asked, he asked about Jerusalem, and they said, "Yo, the walls are down. That place, they're 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 doing bad." He said he cried. He, and the Bible says he prayed, he weeped, he prayed, and then he asked for the king to give him favor to go and help. He acted. He didn't just stand there. So it's not just about praying. We got to act do something about it too and so um again unity prayer and we gotta act and do something we can't stay quiet so sorry if i went on a little rant there but no 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 it's perfect <laughs> i love it um all right so before we close out <clears throat> my last question is what's your recommendation to my initial question was, what's your recommendation to uh, someone starting a ministry? But I guess I want to kind of alter that to say or to ask, what's your recommendation for all of us who need to follow our calling? Like, like what in the world are we here for? And mm. 
what is your advice for someone who want, who wants to chase that, who wants to serve uh, and 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 live out their purpose? Yeah, I say uh, find your passion, man. What is it that you know? You know, I, I'm sure you've heard the term when you do what you love for a living, you never work a day in your life. Find yes. your passion, find what you love to do, and then find someone that that does it well, that's been successful at it, and have them mentor you, man, and move forward in faith. If it's a business. Go go for that that business loan, borrow the money. I, I don't know. You know, you need money to make money. We know that. But whatever it is, just step out in faith, man. Step out in faith and believe God. And but you have to move. You know, faith without works is dead. So you can have all the faith in the world, but if you don't move and do something, you know, you can pray day and night. But if you see somebody at at the at the corner that 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 has no food or, or, or that, what are you going to do about it? So find your passion, whatever that is, you know, what, what you love to do, find a mentor, someone that's been successful at it and go for it, man. Go for it. If it's a ministry, then, then find a, someone, find a covering, find a mentor that, that can help you with that, you know, and, and prayer, man. And, 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 and read the Bible. You know, I know it's not, you know, common or, 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 or um, uh, popular rather. But read the Bible. There's there's applications for everything in life. So you believe, you'd be surprised. You'd be surprised. Nobody wants to say that, you know. And I'm not against books. I read a lot of books, and I got other books. But it all boils back to to the word of the Lord, man. I, I always say the Bible is basic instructions before leaving earth. Everything you need is there, bro. If you just read it, you'll you'll figure you'll be like, oh wow, that's so true. Everything. Yeah. So, yeah. I love it. All right, so uh, two things. Any parting words on your end and how can people get in contact with you, follow you on social media, or, you know, connect with you? Yeah, um, we have a website. I don't even know if people watch that anymore, check those things out anymore, but putyourgoing.com. <laughs> <laughs> but we have all the social media, Instagram. Uh, we're on Spotify, um, Apple Music, um, our YouTube channel, Puchikalong as well. It's all The only thing that's different is uh, Facebook is Pucci Colong Live, but everything else is, is Pucci Colong, all the, uh, all the handles. And um, and follow our church. Our church name is the Sanctuary Worship Center. Um, and the Sanctuary, we call it the Sanctuary. If you know anyone that's here in St. Cloud, Kissimmee, Lake Nona area in Florida, or if you're visiting, come visit us. If you know someone that's looking for a family, a place to belong, send them, send them, send them our way. I love it. I love it. <clears throat> We like to wrap things up. And before we do, I'm actually going to ask something from you. Um, so, uh, well, first of all, thank you for joining us. We appreciate the time. Um, thank you. We'll have, to, we'll have to get you on again for like a part two and we can dive deeper <laughs> in some of the topics. And there's only so far you can get, um, you know, into something with, you know, such little time. So we'll definitely have you on again if you would like to. Absolutely. Um, all right, so the first one's by Rick Warren. If God only used perfect people, nothing would get done. God will use anybody if you're available. The mm -hmm. second one by Joyce Meyer. Every day is a gift from God. Learn to focus on the giver and enjoy the gift. And so the last thing I would like to add um, or ask is if you could please uh, say, uh, close us out in a prayer. I know everyone mm -hmm. here or everyone listening is facing their own battle of some sort uh, to some mm -hmm. degree. Um, and they're all different, right? They're all over, but you know, everyone's going through something. So if, if you don't mind, if you could please end us out here. Absolutely. Absolutely. I first want to congratulate uh, Mikey or Miguel for, I, I saw he just got married. So congratulations, yes. man. Thank you. Thank you. Amen. Yes. Blessing, blessing. Appreciate um, yeah. Let's, let's, let's pray, man. Thank you, guys. Thank you for having me again, guys. And, and so we'll be praying. Father God, I just thank you, God, for this time. I thank you, Lord God, for, for, for this podcast. I thank you for Jim Lee, for Gabe, for, for Eki, and for Mikey, Lord God. And I pray, Father God, a blessing over their lives, Lord, over their families, Father God. I pray, God, that your favor, God, and your mercy, Lord God, just continues to, to lead them, God, and protect them, God, and be with them, Lord God, at all times, Lord God. I pray for those that are that are listening, God, or they're going to hear this podcast, Father. I pray that they, 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 Lord God, they feel your peace, Lord God, your shalom, Lord God, that they may be able to know that there is a God in heaven that loves them, God, that there is a, a God in heaven that, that, 
that created them with purpose and, and believed in them, Lord God, and put gifts and, and talents in them, Lord, for, for purpose. God, I pray, God, that everyone, that, that most of all, Lord, they may hear uh, the sound under the sound of my voice, they hear, Lord God, and they feel your love and your peace, God, and your mercy. We thank you. We give you glory. We give you praise, God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Awesome. Guys, thanks again for joining us. The Rotated Views podcast was produced for self-development purposes. Huge shout out to our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by the Blessed Lifestyle brand. That is BL3SSED.com. Also sponsored by The Motivation Files Unleashed. This motivational mixtape will be your fuel for success. Available on all platforms. Guys, don't forget to visit the website, JimmyLeeVelez.com. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Rotated Views. If you have any inquiries or questions, email us at info at JimmyLeeVelez.com. On behalf of myself and the rest of the crew, we wish you massive success. Stay blessed. <laughs>